and welcome to Align Your Mind. My name is Chelsea Tanner. I'm a flutist and a mindset coach. And today I want to talk about why we all play music, why we haven't quit yet, or if we've quit and come back, why we keep coming back to this thing. And I think it's really important to think about because you can use that certainty and that some people call it love but I don't know if that's exactly the right word for it I think you can have a loving relationship with your instrument you can have a loving relationship with a person but that doesn't necessarily mean you feel love all the time right we can have frustrated feelings we can have all these different kinds of feelings but this is a pattern that I've seen in a lot of people and I have a, um, a job right now with tone-based flute and I'm the flute lead for that position and there's so many people in the discussion forum in the community that took 20 years off and just kept thinking about it. I've heard stories of people when I went to the recent NFA convention who said they just couldn't give it up. They could just never give it up. It's always in the back of their minds. I've had clients who come back to the instruments after years of not playing, not knowing what exactly the draw is, but there is something about it. And I think that it's important to acknowledge and use this sort of knowing when push comes to shove, right? You're going to choose to still play music. I think that's amazing and that's beautiful. But sometimes, and I've seen this in my clients, because having a career in music is criticized a lot of the time, or the choice to go into music is criticized rather, because it's not going to make you millions of dollars. Not that you're going to make millions of dollars being an accountant, but for some reason we find that a more reasonable profession. Nothing against accountants. Some of my friends are accountants. I love you. But (laughs) just as an example, I think that when we feel criticized and someone suggests after maybe we confide in a parent or a friend or a family member about how difficult this career path is and they suggest, well, Why don't you just do something else? Why don't you just move home? Why don't you just move somewhere and create a different life for yourself? And I know so many people's reactions to this is just totally against doing any of that, (laughs) right? Because suggesting that we do that is suggesting that we give up. And whether that's tied up with our personal self-worth whether that's tied up with, oh, I've committed to this and I don't want to not do it, anything like that. I think that when we know something that we want to do and it's questioned and we dig our heels in, when push comes to shove, we choose to do music again. I think that that's amazing because it can be clarifying to put to rest any doubts about how you really feel, right? Getting upset at someone who suggests that you, you know, quit 
a career in music to do something else because it might be more financially stable, that's information. That's something, if you feel in your body that you're unmovable in that situation where you're like, no, I'm not quitting and I know this, I think we can use that in so many different parts of our lives. We can sit into that knowing when we're applying for competitions or auditions or jobs or going out and starting our own businesses. When we have that confidence and we know in our bones that we're meant to do something or be in the music community or play our instruments, that's incredible. And it's not something to be ashamed of. And it's not something that everyone will understand. So as you navigate, whether it's a career in music or maybe you're coming back to music after a while, as you navigate those things, I think it's really important to think about how can I show up with that knowing? Full stop with that knowing that this is what I'm going to do because my brain and body knows that it's the thing that I'm meant to do. And I think that comes with self-trust as well. Trusting that that's okay. Trusting that that is good. And trusting that that's enough. I was questioned a couple of years ago. This is why this podcast has been so intermittent is because I almost quit the flute. (laughs) And just became a coach for uh, people who struggled with body image because it's also something I'm really passionate about coaching people on is, you know, their relationship with themselves and their body. And I think I was I was about to give it all up. I had not really practiced for about eight months. And I was just like kind of feeling terrible. I hadn't played my flute for a long time. It hadn't been fun for a long time. I was really sick of kind of thinking of myself as a flute player because it just felt horrible. And when I realized that the thing that was missing was the part of me that was a musician that you know music people are my people and not just any old person that those are the people I want to coach I had a lot of mental drama around it because in the coaching industry a lot of people say sell coaching to people who have money and want the transformation that you offer. Now, I, as a musician, of course, as we all do, have a lot of stories about whether musicians have the money to pay for coaching or would invest the money to pay for coaching. And so I had this story that musicians, you know, didn't have the means to pay for coaching, which which I've now totally reworked that mindset, absolutely. But A couple of years ago, I was coached by someone um, who's head of the Life Coach School, Brooke Castillo. She has a podcast called the Life Coach School Podcast, and I have listened to all nearly 400 episodes, I think, of it. It's where I got my first coaching certification, and so she was such a big deal in my mind, and she coached me, and I went in with this issue where I'm like, well, I really want to coach musicians. And like I found my way back to music, but I just I just don't feel like they can afford it in in the way that I'd really like to make a living from it. 
And she said, well, then don't coach musicians. And I was sort of taken aback. Usually people would coach me on this. Usually people would say, oh, like, let's break down that thought. And she was just like, well, let's just not coach musicians then. And of course, I'd gone through this whole journey of coming back to music after almost quitting. And, and I was like heartbroken. I was like, what? And every part of my body was like, that is the wrong choice. And I could feel it. And it was so clarifying. And I got coached on her coaching, of course, <laughs> by someone else. And I figured out that, oh, okay, yeah, that was, that was a clarifying moment. Because when push came to shove, I wasn't willing to let go of my people and let go of this community of musicians because I have never known people like musicians. I think it's the, one of the best things about going into music is all the people you get to relate to and the community you get to have. And I think that's something that I needed to know for myself and I needed it to be questioned. So I want you to think about when push comes to shove and someone really questions you, some expert in, like, let's say Brooke Castillo is an expert in coaching. She's made, she has a $50 million coaching business. That's crazy. She knows how to make money. And she told me that I need to not coach musicians. And I didn't take that advice because it felt wrong in my body. And I'm so glad to have that clarity because from that moment on, I had no more stories about whether musicians could afford coaching or not. It was all about how I could help them and how I can relate to them and how I could build a community around humans having an experience in the music industry and how we can help each other and how we can navigate that. And in a way that's just really healthy and and makes people feel better so all that is to say I think it's so crucial to remind ourselves of just how much when push comes to shove we're musicians and we love the thing that we're doing now You might get to a point like I did where I had to quit for eight months. I had to really think about, even after getting a DMA, I had to really think about whether or not this is what I wanted to do. And it turns out it was because I have a voice that is my flute. I have a voice that is my podcast and my actual voice, my speaking voice, but I, I know that part of me lives like on a stage with my flute somewhere and I love that part of me and I think the drive we have as musicians is just having that part of you that wants to share and be seen and and share your voice with people and connect with people and I think that's not stupid that's not irresponsible 
if you choose that as a career path. I think that there's ways to do that that aren't winning big competitions or big auditions. And I think we're all really new to navigating how to do that in a way that's financially viable and really helpful to others. And I want to validate anyone who also feels like they want to quit right now. Obviously, I've been there. (laughs) And if you do want to quit, you could try it. You can always go back. You don't have to like sell your instruments, you know. So I think that when we're trying to justify our careers and we're being questioned by other people, it's not your responsibility to convey your knowing to anyone else. You're knowing that you want to do this. It's not your responsibility. It's, it's, it's not even something that can necessarily be explained unless you felt it yourself. And I want to offer that it's enough to just know yourself. And to trust that and to make decisions from that knowing place. Not to say that you'll always make amazing decisions, but they will be right for you in that time, in that space, at that moment. Having a career in music or the arts or in a creative field and believing in yourself enough to do it is amazing. I think people discount the amount of courage and confidence and knowing you have to have to actually go into a field that's creative because you're taking a chance on yourself you're betting on yourself already and of course there's going to be self-doubt and of course you're going to have to navigate all of that but you're already halfway there if you got into music school or you're going to music school or you're pursuing a career in music That is incredible because you have believed in yourself enough to practice and dedicate hours and hours and days and months and years into this craft for yourself to be seen as an artist. And that's amazing. So whenever you think you don't have confidence, know that you do already have some because otherwise you wouldn't be doing this. Otherwise, you would be doing something, quote-unquote, more realistic or something that's going to make you money because apparently that's the thing we have to live for now. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, money is important. I'm going to do another podcast very soon on how money plays into a music career. But I think what's really important as you try to help yourself and feel better and more confident in your playing and in your career that you already took a huge step and the way that you honor that huge step that you took to do this thing is by keep going trusting your knowing and keep going and if you need to redefine your relationship with your instrument You can do that. I suggest you do that if it's not working for you right now. (laughs) And 
I just think that we don't talk about this enough, that when push comes to shove, for whatever reason, we don't quit, and that's beautiful. And if you want to work on your relationship with your instrument, if it doesn't feel amazing right now and you want it to feel better, let me know. Sign up for a preliminary call. There's a link in the show notes or you can go to chelseatanner.com and find a lot of info there. I have a 30-day program that drastically changes your relationship with your instrument in just 30 days. It's really wild the results that I found with people who have gone through this program. They say that they didn't realize just how fast the transformation would take place and how quickly the tools they learn work. And I have to say, it's true. And once you learn these tools, you have them forever. And you get to use them not only in your playing, but in your practice room, but in your life. So Sign up for a preliminary call if that's something you're interested in, and I hope you have a beautiful week.